This is an Area Code podcast. The most memorable one is my brother and I beating Sonic and Tails. Well, he beating it, and I was Tails pretty much. Like, you can't die on Sonic, like Sonic 2. Yeah. yeah, and me just flying around. I used to love that because I felt like Man. I can't die. And I think my brother and I's relationship kind of was similar, where he was like a lot more like street smart and stronger, and like you know he was my big brother, and so I looked up mm. to him a lot. And I kind of when I was a kid, I felt safe around my brother, and so I guess that that dynamic is why I remember it, that game, playing that game with him so much. Welcome to another episode of Video Game Feelings. Thanks for bearing with me last week. Today, an interview with Jans. Jans is a rapper, hip-hop producer, incredibly talented person, someone I've been friends with for a little while and um, knew from, from back in, in Louisville. We used to play Borderlands together, which is a detail I had forgotten until he brought it up in this conversation. So check out his music. It is good. You can look it up. If you just go to Spotify and type in Y-O-N-S, type in Jans. Here is my conversation with Jans. Hope you enjoy it. How's Louisville these days? I haven't been in Louisville in a long time. In honor of you, I'm drinking bourbon right now. That's so funny, man. I forget that you used to live here, and that's yeah. how we met. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Louisville's great right now, man. I mean, I've been working in um, this community music program for kids called Amped, and so just been in like cool. the West End a lot lately and doing stuff over there and yeah. just meeting a lot of because i'm from florida but I, I live in indiana yeah and so i haven't got a chance to see all of louisville but this year i've seen a lot more That's than cool. i have and it feels like it's been two years yeah but it's only been six months since i started working with amped it's just every day is something different so that's cool that sounds like a fun thing to do um uh, if you're if you're okay with kids and not sick of them which sometimes yeah. I feel like I would be sick of them, maybe. But yeah, I haven't got tired of them yet. I mean, there are days, but you know. Yeah, I saw on your Twitter you said that you, you think you're ready to talk about video games. Um, <laughs> do you want to share with we me what what that means? What 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 were it's you? It's so funny because it was a joke, and yeah. uh, and I was just like, man, I don't. I, it might have been in regards to this. I, I just thought like I didn't know what this was about, and I'm like, that's why I thought that was odd that I said that because I can't remember what. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what like spurred that for real. It what, was just I mean, so you're a producer, you're a music producer and yeah. sometimes a rapper and the and of, oftentimes rapper, I guess. But I said that because I've been reading your updates, so I know that you're sort of veering away from the rapper thing and into the yeah. producer thing. But what does video games have to do with any of that, if anything? Or or maybe like your public persona. Like do you think of it in on in those terms as like maybe video games can be a part of what I talk about in public? Um, I try to fit video games in a lot just because from a content standpoint, it's like, you know, yeah. you have to make everything make sense. Yeah. to like 
for your fans. I think I'm I'm more of like a nerd art rapper, nerd producer, kind of fitting that like blurred category. And and I think video games is a big part of nerddom and all the like the black nerd Facebook groups and stuff that I uh-huh. frequent is like video games is a big part of that. And so yeah, I think and like a lot of my favorite rappers like Lupe Fiasco, he's a big gamer. Oh right, um, yeah. That's so interesting because, I mean, I'm not like, (laughs) I'm obviously like not the world's greatest rap fan or anything, but I do listen to rap. And then I've, I've listened at times to things called like nerd rappers or whatever. Nerdcore. Yeah. But maybe I'm listening to like the wrong thing, but I don't, it's not good to me. You're not, you're not listening, you're not listening to the wrong thing. Okay. Okay. It's it's like, it's like very like, um, self-consciously nerdy yeah right it's almost like i have found my niche and it's going to game conventions and rapping about mario and zelda or whatever yeah, it was tiktok content before tiktok right oh my gosh well yeah. said well said so when you said that i was a little bit taken aback yeah because i don't yeah i was it's funny because like some some people have tried to make me a nerdcore rapper before and it's just like <laughs> And I wouldn't have minded to be a nerd rapper at points because I'm like, yeah. anything will work at this point. I'll try anything. But uh, it was like, I'm not good enough as being a nerd. You yeah. know, I'm not, I'm just not good enough as a gamer. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't know enough anime to like do that. You know? So I love that you said that because this is a theme on the podcast is multiple guests that I've had have been like, I'm not very much of a gamer, you know? And it, the rule here is like, you're automatically a gamer. You, if you play games, whatever. I mean, gamer is a gross term in some ways. So maybe you don't have to claim that title. No, but. cause my, my wife, whenever I'm trying to get her to play like a game with me, a video game, yeah. she's like, I don't mind into games. And then she plays like bejeweled or whatever on her phone for like right. five hours straight. I'm like, you're a gamer. You yeah, know, that counts. Like, <laughs> yep. Yep. I've so done I'm that. Like, Everybody's a gamer. Yeah. I played the dumbest crap on my phone for hours and just I'm in the point in my life where I just accept it. It's like part of my my gaming habit at this point. Um we yeah, start I like that. we start the podcast with the same question every episode. And that question is this what video game have you been playing lately and how has that game made you feel? I've been playing Borderlands with my Borderlands two oh. with my son. Lately. Oh my gosh. And uh, I am enjoying it. it I'm so jealous. How old is it your is son? It is so fun. He's seven. Okay. So we have the same age yeah, as well, the sons. Yeah, the same yeah. age. Yeah, it's just amazing because I've we played Tiny Tina's, the new one lately, and we played the sequel before, and we've been, we're enjoying Borderlands 2. He he loves that the most. Like, mm. he, bar none, like, Borderlands 2 is better. And he can handle, like, the 3D movement situation? Yeah. Yeah. You mean like the controls? Like as far yeah, as... Yeah, I, I find that, especially with kids, but just in general, people struggle with like 3D movement with two jump thumbsticks, right? Once he's you're moving your head... with it at the right. first. Yeah. But I think he's because he's been playing Fortnite or whatever. I don't know. He's just... Uh, he hasn't had yeah. really had much of an issue. Maybe he's playing too much games because now I'm worried. Like <laughs> He's supposed <laughs> to be struggling with the 3D movement. No. Um. I mean, my son <laughs> plays hours of totally accurate battle simulator, which is very fitting for him. Okay. He's very cerebral. I don't think he'll ever like be super into action because I, I just don't think he has the quick reflexes. Kind of like me. But totally ac- accurate battle simulator is literally just like putting 
random, creating yeah. various battles and setting them loose on each other and just watching what happens. And he will do that for hours. Wow. Um, Man, uh, yeah. We play Borderlands 2, and we've just kind of been going through like a level yeah. each night. And for me, it's like, yeah, it's, the nostalgia is back because that's, that's the game that got me into gaming. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. because I grew up with games, obviously, but then uh, I left gaming because I thought it was for kids around, like, 19, 20. Yeah. I feel um, like we, a lot of people do that. I did that when I got into college. I was like, time to put childish time things Time to give away. it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, I remember, like, my last game I played was, like, San Andreas or something. And I was like, yeah, it's time for me to grow up. Mm-hmm. And I got rid of my PlayStation 2 or whatever it was at the time. And uh, Borderlands 2, I had a Mac Mini, and it was the only game on Steam that would run, I think. Um, well, Torchlight. <laughs> Torchlight was the game. And then oh, Borderlands. Yeah. I yeah. went from Torchlight to Borderlands 2. Beautiful. So that was like, yo, games are really fun. A good way to blow off some steam. And so. Did you play Borderlands 2 with friends? Yeah, I think I played with, I don't know if it was with you. Oh, but I remember, wow. I remember playing with, with Cray. I remember Cray yeah. playing. I think you might have been on some I think it was like, me too. That's mind-blowing. Yeah. I'd totally forgotten about that. Yeah, so, yes, yeah. we knew each other back in the day from, like, online yeah. stuff mostly, but also from being in the same town. That was Xbox, though, right? I might have been cross-platform because I was playing on, for sure, on a PC. And, That's um, crazy. No, PlayStation, I think. Yeah, it was PlayStation. Oh, that makes more sense. Yes, I would have had a PlayStation PS4 that time. or 3, yep. whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I remember we played, used to play together. And um, all those fun times of like looking for loot, trying to get the gold guns and the, the keys. <laughs> are you are you making the connection of like, I'm just really curious, like w- whether it feels the same to play with your son. Does it feel like your son is like your friend in a unique way? Since you were used um, to playing that game with your friends, is it like, it now is I'm, different. I'm with my butt again? <laughs> it's different because... He needs help a lot of times. So it's not as like, I would say it's not the same in the sense of uh, you can't do things the way you, you did. And in ways, it's kind of like fatherhood, you know, like you can't, you go somewhere and you used to like, okay, I'm just going to run in this store and I'm going to go run in this store. And it's like, no, now my son got used to the bathroom. And so I got to like take him to the bathroom now. And yeah, I got to, yeah. I can't take my stuff in the bathroom. So I got to like, you know, and it's just like, you got to think about things. In a different way, how are you going to complete a mission now? I used to be able to rely on other people to be like, yo, we're going to all team up on this boss and everybody's pretty evenly matched. And then with my kid, it's like he's still like coming along and learning the game. So I'm watching him learn things and it's cool to watch him kind of like learn things and he gets better as he goes. And all of the things that stood out to you about a game or you notice certain things like oh this humor is actually a lot more like dark than i remember or like (laughs) (laughs) yeah that stuff sticks out a little more when your kids are around that's true yeah because it seemed like lighthearted and kitty when i was Mm -hmm. with other adults and i was just like oh man this might be a little too racy at certain parts for a seven-year-old so (laughs) and you're like oh well let's go kill this boss yeah, it's like, you've already heard it. <laughs> <laughs> what's done is done. Um, so what's interesting about that to me, and I, I wasn't exactly expecting, I, I don't know what our audience is like in terms of if they care what dads with their kids experience. So I, I, yeah. I'm a little torn about dwelling on this. But what's interesting <laughs> to me about playing a game with your kid is it's not just what you just articulated so well. Yeah. 
it's not just that. that that's sort of a logistical challenge, yeah. but it's also emotion management. Like you've mm. got to manage their emotions. And, and your own is, too. And your own, <laughs> which, which that compounds, right? Like it's, yeah. it becomes increasingly difficult to manage your own emotions when you're managing other people's. And you don't have to do that with friends that you're playing with on the Xbox yeah. or PlayStation, right? Like yeah. it's not the same thing. It's like, bro, get out of your menu, bro. We're trying to go to the next level, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah, you just... You just be <laughs> impolite. You can just be impolite. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Is that something that you have found to be a struggle? A little bit. You're doing things a little slower. And so, but it's actually more enjoyable for me, honestly, this time mm. around. It was enjoyable the last time, but it's more enjoyable mainly because you kind of see how good a game is in a sense. Playing with my kid, it lets me know about game design too. Like, which games are designed really well. Because as I said, like this game doesn't have the best graphics as compared to a lot of the games he's come up with. Mm-hmm. And so for him to be like, oh, this is the best one, it kind of confirms what some things I thought like about gaming and game design and level design and things like that. And so I'm enjoying just to see his like reaction to certain things. That's what really I'm enjoying that the most, like seeing his reaction to levels and bosses and, and how he approaches things, what type of guns he, because he was like, before I told him, hey, you want to go in every container and loot as much. That's the point of the game. He was just passing through like areas without looting. And I'm like, bro, you're doing this all wrong. Uh-huh. And so to now see him like grasp that concept. And now he's like, you missed the grenades back there, dad. You know, uh-huh. it's like, uh-huh. yeah, that's fun to me. Just kind of seeing cool, yeah. that dynamic. That adds a little bit of a uh, management sim. Yeah. To the game <laughs> a little bit. Um, yeah. It feels conclusive to me just based on our two perspectives. That kids don't care about graphics. <laughs> like, this is a thing. My son's favorite games are all like either like low poly count, like crazy, like weird, weird yeah. games where people flop around, or they're like Monster Sanctuary, which is like pixel art. You know? Um, wow. He does not care about like, oh, that's so hyper realistic or whatever. <laughs> that's totally a thirty year old guy thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We I don't know what why that is. Like at some point that stopped mattering, and people like us cannot let go. <laughs> We're just like look at the reflection on the mirror. It's yeah, amazing. I, I want to see games kind of get away from that. Cause I feel like that's ruined mm-hmm. gaming in a sense for, for me. Like I feel like a lot of the new games just aren't as well designed, and so yeah. they have a lot of detail. Like even like something like Red Dead Redemption Two. Well, I like the game, but I felt like if they had focused more on like the gameplay, because the story was great. Mm. But if I feel like they focused a lot more on the gameplay elements versus like trying to make it so realistic, and to mm. kind of put more brain power in that area, I think as a the gameplay loop as far as shooting and things like that would have been a lot more less cumbersome in my opinion. Yeah, it's such an interesting dilemma. I do kind of fall for the hyper realistic stuff if it's seamless enough. If it Mm-hmm. And it, it, if it hits the right way, like I think a good example is actually from Red Dead Redemption One. Mm-hmm. There's like a legendary moment in Le- in Red Dead Redemption One, you're where you're, I think you're going into Mexico or something, and then a song plays. Yeah, it's like a song with lyrics and stuff, and it's like a moment. It's like a big moment. But the only reason that moment works is because you're also seeing the scenery and you're seeing yeah. the sunset and stuff. That, it's like a movie, yeah, cinematic, yeah. yeah. No, I agree. It, yeah, it hits in a really specific emotional way for me because of no, I, I I agree. With, I can agree with that. And I think to be fair, I've only played like 
maybe an hour of Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm-hmm. I, I, I didn't beat it. I, I, just, I read the story. I, meant, I always meant to go back when I have time because I enjoyed the game. And it's funny because a lot of times people think, oh, you hate this and that. And most of the games that I kind of like crap on, I really enjoy, which is funny. <laughs> right, right. This is like something that nags me about it. And I think it's because I play Skyrim a lot and I mod it to where it's like anything I don't like about the game, yeah. I just kind of change it. And I might have like ruined gaming for me so maybe my criticism might be due to the fact that uh, of mods in, in the modding community how that works that's a whole thing there this you're in the second guest i've had on who's talked about playing a ton of skyrim and modding it a lot and i just do not relate i i don't get it at all i've bounced pretty <laughs> hard i loved skyrim for about four weeks and then bounced real hard off of it and never came back modded back skyrim or just skyrim in general just skyrim in general Anytime, anytime people talk about modding games, I sort of zone out because I, yeah. <laughs> I'm two problems. One is the game developer knows best, in my opinion, just as a general rule. I know that's not really always the case, but as a general rule, yeah. that's the case. And second, if you're trying to get a game to do something, like to turn a random game into a racing game or something like i have yeah, no interest yeah. in this there are racing games like no, I, agree. I, can, I can go play forza right now and it's great like why would i want to play like running around skyrim real fast or whatever yeah um, it just feels weird but. i agree with that i mean i think in skyrim's case i feel like the developer kind of built that into the the game where they wanted yeah. people to kind of create their own thing and so it's kind of like minecraft in that sense where it's like hey let's give you the building blocks but yeah it's funny because i say skyrim but i've never beat the like original version of skyrim like i've never really played that much ever since i started playing skyrim i've been modding it so i don't even know if what i'm playing is actually skyrim It's, like, vid- it's my am, game. Yeah, it's my video yeah. game. Yeah. It's so interesting. I mean, I I do understand it. I just don't relate. <laughs> I it feels like people like having a familiar place. It's like a cheers or something. Like yeah, a place yeah. where you can go and you know where everything is and what it is and you can sort of make it your own and all that no, stuff. I, I get that. And I I did that with Minecraft for a while and and really enjoyed it. But yeah. Um, but no, I I'm with you on like games the developer knows best. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why I have an issue with a lot of open world games, because I mm. feel like they, a lot of games would might be better if they weren't open world, if they were just mm. kind of like The Last of Us, where they just kind of fall stayed on a, a, a certain path, and mm. and they just kind of you know trusted their storytelling instinct to drive the game home. But then some people, I get it, you have the processing power, so the temptation is going to always be there to turn it into this never ending game. Yeah. So. Do you like open world games? It sounds like you don't. It sounds like you prefer a good story, like a The Last of Us situation. I like sandbox games where the open world allows you to, like a Breath of where the Wild. That's the point. I know. Yeah, it's like you can yeah. run around a Breath of the Wild and not play the story and just kind of like use the physics engine to do whatever. But as far as the open world game that's just big, it's just huge. And then, the, but there is a straightforward game in that open world game. Like there's like this narrow path that they're trying to like get you to and it's like oh i'm gonna go the end of the world is happening but i'm gonna go for like a month picking flowers you know it's just Uh it throws it (laughs) throws things off for me yeah sure can you tell me a little bit about your earliest experiences playing games oh man it had to be mario i'm pretty sure that's a lot of people's early experiences probably grew up in the 90s like yeah the most memorable one is my brother and I beating Sonic and Tails. Well, he beating it, and I was Tails pretty much. Like, you can't die on Sonic, like Sonic 2. 2. Yeah. yeah. 
and me just flying around. I used to love that because I felt like man, I can't die. I'm you know they don't do like, that enough. Yeah, they don't do that enough. That yeah. that was such a genius maneuver, and and they just stopped. Like video games just decided that's not cool. We're not doing that anymore. Yeah, I feel like couch co-op in general is like we don't get enough of that. Yeah, we've gotten more lately, and Nintendo has started to do a little bit of the Tails thing with like Mario's hat and Mario Odyssey. Ah, yeah. <laughs> so I haven't enough. played that yet, and Luigi as well, where you're like the uh, something in, in the Luigi's Mansion game. Where you're, oh, you you're, might be right. I haven't played that. Yeah, I haven't either, but I've I've read about it. It's similar to yeah. the Mario hat thing. So you played as Tails. Why were you the one playing as Tails? My brother was older, and that makes sense. And he was just better at the game. But I just did it give you any kind of a complex or anything. No, not really. I don't think so. I think um, you were well, like happy to play as Tails. Yeah, and I think my brother and I's relationship kind of was similar where he was like a lot more like street smart and stronger and like you know he was my big brother and so I looked up mm. to him a lot and I kind of when I was a kid I felt safe around my brother and so I guess that that dynamic is why I remember it that game playing that game with him so much is that the the only game you remember playing with your brother or were there other ones well yeah that was the only game we had because we had a Sega Genesis that we rented and it was only it's so funny because I remember that and we only had that Sega Genesis for like two weeks but uh, that two weeks, we played the heck out of Sonic. <laughs> it was like from errands or something. <laughs> and that was the only time we really had a uh, video game system growing up until I got older and I was uh -huh. in high school. So, so growing yeah. up, you had a video game system for two weeks that you yeah. rented, a, a Sega Genesis that you rented, and that yeah. was it. Yeah. That's incredible. Yep. I almost envy that. I mean, I, I don't really. <laughs> I, I don't really envy that. But that's like the most special early childhood gaming experience I think I've ever heard. Like Sonic oh, 2 yeah, especially, man. like that's a great choice, I feel like, for something like yeah, that. Yeah, because I love games growing up, man. I used to read all about Zelda and stuff in the Game Informer and Walmart, and I used to want to uh -huh. play those games so bad. And I would play oh like whatever gosh. they had at Walmart while my mom's shopping at Walmart, whatever they had on the like display for the Nintendo 64 or whatever at the time. I, I just want to live in this story for a minute because <laughs> the, this is incredible. Like you're you're a fan of games, you want to play them all the time, and you finally get to rent the Sega Genesis, and you get Sonic Two, and your big brother, who makes you feel safe, takes you under his wing, and is like, "You're gonna be Tails, and Sonic's gonna take care of you, Tails, and we're gonna go through this game <laughs> yeah, together." Yeah, we're gonna beat the whole There's game. just something yeah. incredibly beautiful about that. Yeah, I wrote a song about it. <laughs> did you? Did you yeah, really? Long time ago. It wasn't a good song. But okay, is it on? Is it available? No, that's why it's not available. Dang it! Ah, oh, shoot. Okay. <laughs> uh, I I just want to point out that that's exactly the way you play video games with your son, which yeah. is fascinating to me. Yeah, yeah. It def definitely reminds me of playing my brother growing up. Is that conscious? Like you're thinking about that when you're doing it? No, I didn't really think about that till you just said till we just had this conversation. Honestly. Mm. Mm. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's probably why I enjoy it so much because um, yeah, playing my brother Sonic, it was just like a, a good escape time. And now he's into Tony Hawk, and I'm kind of getting trying to get him to play Borderlands with me more. And I'm kind of almost forcing it a little bit because <laughs> he's son? like, yeah, because we downloaded because it's like the uh, PS Plus monthly game, and then one of them yeah. is Tony Hawk, so I downloaded it. and I shouldn't have done it, but I was like, yo, Tony Hawk, because now he's like heavy into Tony Hawk. He doesn't want to play Borderlands two anymore. <laughs> Your yeah. son is playing the most advanced games for a seven-year-old. <laughs> it's like blowing my mind. He loves Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Like, yeah. So when was the next game experience after the two weeks rendezvous yeah. with the Sega Genesis? My cousins, they moved down from Missouri, and my life got 
a lot better when they moved mm. down. So I had some friends that I could hang out with every day. Mm. And they had uh, all the video games. They had wrestling. And I'm trying to remember the game that we played the most. It probably was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, when I think about it. That probably yeah. was the game. And I just remember that game a lot because it had a song from Illmatic on it. And I used to love skating to, I think, I forgot the name, which song it was from Illmatic. Um, can't think of the name of the song. But I just I just have a fond memories of like playing just free skate with my cousins. We never skateboarded in real life, but we love Tony Hawk's Pro Skater. There was something about Tony Hawk. I think it may have been the first game where it's like, I can play video games to my favorite music and it can be cool and stuff. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I think that, uh, yeah, it's funny you, you say that because I, I don't think before that, you know, and I lied, it was actually GoldenEye before mm-hmm. that. GoldenEye mm-hmm. was the game that we kind of got stuck on for a long uh-huh. time. And uh, that had a cool theme song too, the, uh, <laughs> intro, the intro music. It's true. But yeah, the level design on GoldenEye was great. Um, what do you feel like you went to games for at that time? What emotional needs were being met or whatever? Like, what, what did you Oh, know? man, escapism for sure. Like, mm. it was, we had nothing else to really do where we were at the time because we, we go play ball or video games. Like, we literally, like, whole summers, like, we just, during the daytime, we're playing ball, and at night, we're playing, and Tamon just hated it and made us turn the game off, and y'all got to do something else. We would <laughs> yeah. literally play GoldenEye all day. And that just sounds, that's weird to think about. Because, like, man, like, that just sounds like a terrible waste of time. But we would literally go, like, 10, 12 hours playing, <laughs> playing GoldenEye. I, man, I, part of me is, like, what was wrong with it? You know what I mean? Like, sometimes I just think about that, and I think that was a really happy time in my yeah, life yeah. when I was only playing video games all summer. And it was yeah. for the summer. It wasn't, like, School, for the yeah, rest yeah. of my life school yeah. came in and then you had to stop but i mean that hard stop was tough but yeah. <laughs> other than that yeah yeah golden um, eye for sure why do you play games now probably the same escapism and also uh you know stress relief and that's probably the reason why i struggle so much with like games that require me to memorize so much i want to love them so bad because that's what i always look for was the open world stuff was the big like because i didn't get to play those growing up whenever we got a game it was always multiplayer like we got six kids in this house sorry you can't play zelda that's not what we're gonna spend our christmas money on but uh i always wanted to play like metroid and all those games and the big single player triple a games and so once once i finally was able to get to them and i think i was spoiled because my first major games that I played when I got back after Borderlands 2 I was like yo I bought a system because I was like yo video games are cool Mm -hmm. I got Red Dead Redemption The Last of Us and Skyrim and this is like it's all downhill from there for the most part (laughs) you know so I thought man this is what video games are going to be like and those just happen to be the best (laughs) ones (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) I had a similar experience I was like I think it was 2008 when I got into video games and it just so happens that 2008 is like the crazy best year in yeah. video games ever made some <laughs> games that i still think about and just changed my life forever genuinely it, probably the reason i started this podcast is because of 2008 so you sort of spend your life chasing that yeah whatever high or whatever you would call it yeah it's yeah. like a high for sure yeah it was a go great moments what were you, you so you talk about escapism twice now what were you like escaping from um, as a kid, it was mainly like not being able to do what I wanted to do all the time growing up. We just didn't have money or we didn't have opportunities to do things. And so video games just kind of 
made a gave us something to do. It was like we if we weren't if it weren't for video games growing up, and I don't want to sound too dramatic. Like if it wasn't for video games, I'd be smoking crack, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, but if, if for sure, if it wasn't for video games, it was just was a lot of trouble you could get into, and um, and that's something I didn't I didn't realize at the time. But we were really like because we kind of were sheltered because we grew up. My oldest brother kind of ruined it for a lot of us because he got in a lot of trouble and so my parents cracked down on uh. us so we just like we couldn't go everywhere else where everybody else could and um yeah i would go to my cousin's house and to play video games so it was just an escape for us all like to yeah. play video games it's interesting that you framed it in terms of like doing what you want to do whereas i think a lot of people yeah. would just say escape from like boredom or the yeah that was a big part of it yeah but it does sound a little bit like some autonomy was maybe something yeah. you were grasping for yeah you wanted to be in high school you know i wasn't the most popular kid like most of, mm-hmm. of us uh so it's like yeah you wanted to live out a fantasy of like being a star or being somebody important and so a video yeah. game allowed you to kind of do that and to make a difference i guess yeah 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 so that's that's why you that's why you play now too you're escaping now is it does it have to do with that autonomy piece or is it something else yeah, I feel like, yeah, there's still some of that there, playing video mm-hmm. games. It's like, yeah, I get to be, do something exciting, you know, whereas yeah. like, I might not be able to do exciting stuff. I'm in a board meeting or something all day, or I'm watching other people kind of like, I'm facilitating other people's dreams or whatever a lot. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, video game allows you kind of to release some of that energy to make you like, oh, I can do that too, or I can do something amazing. Yeah, I'm interested. Man, I just want to sit on that, too, because, like, this transition you talked about online that I referenced from from rapper to producer is actually, like, I'm familiar with this tension a little bit because this podcast is really the only podcast I've hosted in a while. And other than that, my entire job is just making podcasts for other people. Mm-hmm. And, and, and all my life, it's been some version of that, whether it's editing or whatever right I've, I've always been like a, a person helping another person be the best they can be but it's never been me right <laughs> yeah and so I relate to that a lot and I think I think I relate to that what you get out of video games too where it's like I'm the hero now <laughs> I get to be the guy yeah for once you know oh yeah I create my own character and it's like yeah I'm I'm King Yans or whatever you know like from <laughs> <laughs> here to uh, save all of Skyrim. It's like, yeah, that's definitely some subconscious stuff going on there, you know? Uh-huh. And, um, but yeah, I mean, it, being a rapper, of course, I think as an artist in general, I think one guy, one poet told me one time, like, you cannot be an artist if you don't think you're more important <laughs> than other people. And it's yeah. like, that's a big part of being an artist. And it's something I've always struggled with, that, that whole, yes. like, I'm more important than other people thing, you know? Because yeah. I always feel guilty about that and I think I probably should but uh, I always felt like struggle like am I more important than other people should I be more mm-hmm. important something I always wrestle with where I think other people who just they're just pure id or whatever and they just don't they don't have that <laughs> dilemma you know <laughs> yeah it's it's like for me it's like a back and forth thing a little bit and you can feel it on this podcast I think where I will I think probably this episode is a great example where I will talk about myself a lot but it is at an, at an effort to talk about the guest. And so like, I think like 
that is a tension I feel within me, and it's nice to like play a video game that has no stakes and just let it go. <laughs> you you're know, the, you're the you're the guy. Go ahead and just be the guy. Just, you know? just be the guy. <laughs> exactly. Um, what what games do you connect with the most right now? Right now, I connect with yeah. the most, or just generally, I guess. What kind of video games? Do oh, you what kind of video games? What what style? Yeah, you can art- answer that any way you yeah. want, specific or what kind. Definitely RPGs. I'm getting more into like shooters. It's a game. It's the style that I've avoided because I just didn't like first person for some reason. But Borderlands kind of got me into that. And I really love, not Borderlands, but Overwatch. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Overwatch kind of got me into first person shooters where I kind of, and Borderlands too. But yeah. definitely Overwatch and just like those type of uh, multiplayer experiences. Um, that's one of my greatest moments, gaming moments, Overwatch. I really In love terms that game. Of- I feel the same way. I think we were playing together, right? Yeah, we were playing Overwatch together. together. Yeah, yeah. We had a we had that crew, and I wasn't yeah, great at it at the time. I got better since then, but I remember playing with y'all, and I was and I was trash. But uh, that's it was still one fun. That, that's one that hit the 2008 level, and I don't know if any other game has done it in to yeah. such a degree. Because I remember thinking like, this is just it's amazing, amazing. Yeah, and and it came at such a this, it must have for you too. It came at such an important time. Yeah, <laughs> when our kids had just been born. Yeah, right. And what's crazy to think about is like I know now in retrospect that my my wife had was suffering from severe postpartum depression, wow. and so like we were both <laughs> struggling. I think I think we yeah. both had a version of it, but obviously she probably had it worse. Yeah. And I was just like every night, I was just like logging into Overwatch and like it's perfect game to play. Like for, for like for only you can only play for thirty minutes, you know, and it'll feel like forever, you know. That's true. That's a good point. It might have been part of it too, is that I could like still be a good husband and father, but also jump in. Let me get a quick this. like five ten minute match. <laughs> right. As long as you weren't interrupted, that was really important. Oh yeah, but, yeah. If you get interrupted, then Overwatch. But right. Your, your yeah. team is, you got all these messages in the inbox calling you all kind of names. And, but yeah, I, I, I love that. I do want to know, like, so but you are a producer. You make music. Uh, you make some incredible music. I want to encourage oh, thanks, people to man. listen to it. Thank I mean, you. there's going to be links in the show notes. I appreciate that. When does your next album come out? Um, It's funny, man, because I feel like. I don't know, you know. I don't. I had. I had some. <laughs> I'm trying to get a scoop on this. I knew you weren't going to be able to tell me, but I really. Oh wanted man, you to I'm. Tell me I'm. Something. I'm flattered that you even asked about that because I feel like right now it's just it's one of those things where I'm just embracing age and aging for a while, which is which is tough in hip hop and 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 a part of that has been just like a letting go of caring. And in and, and in some ways it's it's tough because when you have fans and you have people who love what you do, it almost feels like you're neglecting them. But so I'm still working, I'm still creating music and doing it out of joy. But it's yeah. like it's not a priority. Mm-hmm. My own music, you know. It's just yeah. more like, okay, when do I get some time to to work on? Because I've been recording kids and stuff a lot and mm-hmm. and kind of and I don't know, my my whole perspective shifted this year, just kind of working with kids and seeing what they're into and i feel like music right now is in a place of like it's just in a weird spot it's in a weird spot where um and it may have maybe people who were 40 or getting close to 40 20 years ago felt the same way you know it's like Mm -hmm. you just start to feel like you're not you don't have the pulse anymore i think andre 3000 (laughs) said that in an interview he had where it's just like why he doesn't rap anymore. It's like he just feels like he just he's not hip anymore. Doesn't which is I don't agree with. I think Andre could make whatever he wants and everybody would love it. 
but I understand. Yeah. I understand yeah. that feeling. Um, I'm feeling it happen a little bit, like not just for me, but for a lot of the people I really revered and like, I'm feeling them fall off a little bit in, in different ways. And some yeah. of them is just divorced dad syndrome. Like I, I keep seeing a string of like artists and musicians that I really appreciate just like become weird. whether they're actually divorced dads or not, they sort of sound like divorced dads. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, um, yeah. And it's a yeah. weird vibe that I don't love, you know? Yeah, and yeah, I'm just no, like, maybe yeah. just take a break. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. Because I, I, I was on TikTok up today. I don't necessarily agree with this 100% because I'm, I'm with the kids. So it's like you, when you're right, when you're working with kids who are like in middle yeah. school, you see the pulse. It's like you're right there. You see it <laughs> as it's happening. What's going on? You know, yeah. and so it's like you're like Conan at the window, <laughs> Conan at the window gif. Basically. Yeah, yeah. What was encouraging though is like a lot of kids let me know that age doesn't matter. Age doesn't matter really. Like mm-hmm. they all want to hear my music. When they hear it, they're like, "Yo, why aren't you this or that?" So that was encouraging. But at the same time, it matters in 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 other ways. It matters in like your taste. And so when you don't, when I do question or, or like their music or or I do have say hey man why are you rapping about shooting each other so much and they don't you know it's like it's like trying to talk to me about like jay-z when i was in high school like why are you listening to this yeah. guy rap about selling crack cocaine oh you just don't understand you know it's the same thing yeah but it yeah. seems worse now to me because i'm older yeah. you know but um this is that that divide and so yeah i think as far as what i'm going to do with music is definitely more down the instrumental producer lane and i'll still rap mm-hmm. but i just when i rap now i just feel like who cares <laughs> you know it's just yeah. like who cares? Like it's it's raps, and I see yeah. other people. Like I see Eminem or somebody have a new rap, and it's just like, yo, it's just, it just doesn't feel the same anymore, you know. And yeah, but I still love it. But I kind of yeah. I make a lot of songs. Really, I have like a whole album done. I just make a lot of songs, and I just Please. listen to it myself, you know. Please release it. Just just release <laughs> it on this podcast. Just, we'll just drop <laughs> it in the feed. Hey, that might be a thing I do because I that, feel let's like do it. When you want to release music, it's not just, okay, I could drop it, but it has to be mixed. It got to be mastered. You got to have, you know, you have to yeah. have so much to yeah. where by the time I'm halfway through that, I'm like, oh, I don't care anymore. It's, <laughs> That's it's so like $3,000 to get it to you guys. <laughs> this is a very different thing, but yeah, that's how I feel about doing this interview versus like having to like actually edit the interview, which makes me hate myself usually. Yeah. And then like having to make, like make it sound good and all that's when you really start thinking, how how many listeners do I have? Let me check my, (laughs) how many monthly listeners? (laughs) Yeah. Like, why am I really doing this? (laughs) That is why this season is, is meant to be a lot, a lot lower pressure in terms of production and design and stuff. Um, but do video games like affect your music in, in any way? Do they influence your music in any way? I mean, you kind of talked about that at the beginning. You're a, you're a nerd rapper, so it's part of who you are. I think it gives me a lot of stuff to rap about. Like, I literally got songs about hmm. like Ghost of Tsushima and stuff. And, and yep. so it's like it gives me another topic because I feel like that's a, that's a big thing in rap. Like, what are you rapping about? You know, and yeah. if you're not rapping mm. about so-and-so's baby mama whatever at the club it's like you're not relevant to like a large percentage of the of the rap community but there are people who connect with normal everyday suburban life whatever kind of stuff and uh or nerd stuff but not in like a nerd core like you talked about early earlier where it's just like i'm rapping literal like zelda levels or something you know but if it's like okay you throw a zelda reference in a track or something or even like turn that into like some personal 
or whatever and just kind of Jetson does that really well and he's somebody I feel like he's 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 got it he's got the pulse a lot more than I do right now so I think he's You're talking uh, about Jordan Jetson Jordan so our Jetson. listeners won't necessarily know yeah that. yeah I'm sorry yeah <laughs> he's a rapper that you produce and yeah. is in your like uh, what, what's it called? It's, it's uh, the Space Campaign, man. It's our group, man. It's our collective. Like Entourage or yeah. whatever. And it's so funny because like, as I get older, it's just like I start feeling corny even saying that. So I'm like, man, like, right. you know, I went to a show the other day and the pandemic just changed things, man. It's just like, wow, yeah. it's really been three years and it just doesn't feel... It was like the show was great. It's so funny because I feel like we finally broke through in a lot of ways in Louisville, like a lot of the struggles we used to have trying to fit in as nerd type rappers when it wasn't mm-hmm. cool and now mm-hmm. it is cool now we have a lot of following and now you know I, the, even like the show coming up there there's people wanting to see me perform it just for me it just doesn't I, and i don't want to feel ungrateful but it just yeah. doesn't feel the same i'm like the pandemic really kind of broke me in a lot of ways, man. Like I started getting illnesses and stuff out of nowhere and just constantly, you know, just the pains of growing up and like, okay, you got to be at the dentist or the doctor like every other day, you know? And so, yeah, it's just not, it's not the same anymore. Yeah. I think a lot of people relate to that, but, um, Hey, at least we have video games to make us feel better. (laughs) Yeah. uh, (laughs) Sorry to get so like dark for a second there. (laughs) No, I I mean, I really relate. I think, you know, we started our, my little podcast company and network literally as the pandemic started. And it's, it's been a nightmare in terms of like building relationships and it's been really hard. You would think it'd be good for business in a lot of ways, but it's really just not. And it's also not fun to do a bunch of like remote things with people it's just yeah. hard sometimes yeah. i mean it is fun but it's like a different kind of fun yeah i know what um, you mean yeah so yeah i i think what the the nerd thing is interesting because it could easily be seen as like a marketing niche or something yeah which yeah. i don't think you're doing i think i think the difference between you and what i was sort of referring to is like it's not self-conscious it's it's authentic right like to over to use an overused word i think it, it feels like this is just a part of yeah, because I mean, I it's authentic for me to reject being. I feel like if you were a nerd growing up, yeah. you rejected it the whole time. Nobody wanted to be a nerd growing up. Where I was, you know, it's like, <laughs> right, right. You like you. I didn't wear glass. I was blonde halfway through high school, so I didn't want to wear glasses. I couldn't even see the mm-hmm. board. Like I didn't start wearing glasses till college. Like so, it's like it's natural for me to like. I don't want to be a nerd. You know, I don't yeah. play video games really like that. I'm not really big into certain things like that a lot of really nerdy people are but i i don't also don't reject it completely to where i'm like oh if somebody calls me a nerd i think it's accurate it's not something i'm like yeah nerds are cool you know Mm -hmm. and i think part of being a nerd is like it's not cool (laughs) you know right that's the thing about it and so nerdcore for me is weird because it's like i think the problem with it is it's nerds trying to be cool i think or trying to or thinking that they're cool they're not in on a joke it's the self-consciousness i think that really um to me like nerd rap that i'm thinking of the the thing we're talking about it's it's in the same category as the people who like argue self-consciously that video games are art the talk about it all the time (laughs) want to prove it like they'll they'll want people to do do like story games and like did you cry at this or whatever (laughs) which i can be accused of that but for me like that conversation's over i don't really care about that yeah yeah i I get really bored when we start having that conversation it's it's one-dimensional yeah yeah so I, I think that's the difference a little bit. And, and, I, and, 
and and I also like think that a lot of this stuff is deeply felt, and it seems obvious in our conversation here that like these are things that have impacted you deeply, yeah. and so you sing about them. You know what I mean? That feels like yeah, yeah, the point. Yeah. The last question we have on the podcast is is we go to the feelings wheel and we spin it. So the feelings wheel is eighty two different feelings on a wheel, and. Okay. They sort of branch out from the big seven or however many there are. The basic emotions, right, are happy, sad, anger, etc. The the inside, Pixar's inside, those emotions. Okay. But then there are more specific emotions that branch out from those emotions. And if you look it up, the feelings wheel is like a thing that helps you name your emotions. It's like a therapeutic. So I need to watch inside. Man, Inside's pretty good, but I think the feelings wheel is the next level. Okay, level. okay. okay. So, so I'm going to spin this, and whatever we land on, I'm going to ask you to name a game that has made you feel this way. All right. So name – oh, this is so interesting. Name a game that has made you feel inferior. Oh, man. That's easy. Oh, really? Elden Ring. Elden Ring? <laughs> How do you not right. name a From Software game right there? Like <laughs> That's fair. That is a really good point. I love so, I like the game, but I definitely haven't gotten anywhere into it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have you have you played it enough to feel like all right, you get how big this thing is cuz th- that takes a good amount of time. I feel no, like. I have I haven't got to that. Oh my no. god, like this is No, I haven't got that yet. I I'm, I'm probably like you like I, went out and I saw beat the horse guy first, and got demolished immediately. <laughs> I was there for a month, but I finally beat my first boss, and uh-huh. and it felt amazing. But I, but it's like it's like in this game you'll you'll beat a boss, and you know how in the other games where you beat the first boss and you're like, yo, like I got the hang of this, and it's yeah. like it's all over again after you beat the first boss. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> it's like you've done nothing. <laughs> yeah, that is so true. Yeah, and the thing about Elden Ring that is. I've said this before. I said this last season, I think, a couple times, so I need to be careful. But just, like, spending too much time on this. But I think it's relevant to our conversation. We've yeah. talked about a lot of games where you're with other people. Yeah. Like Overwatch, Sonic 2, Borderlands. These are all games where you're with other people and you're supporting each other. Like, fundamentally, those are games where you support each other. Yeah. Even Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Redemption 2 have elements of that, like people helping each other. Yeah. Elden Ring, you are Epically alone. You're on, you're you are on your own, brother. So on your own. The NPCs do not give a shit about you. <laughs> they don't say anything to you. They just And when they do, like they're cryptic and mean yeah. and just like whatever. The one person who wants to hug you, you may not have gotten this far, I don't know, but like if you beat the first boss you probably have. The one person who wants to hug you, like she kinda hurts you a little bit by Is hugging you somehow. The woman that gives you the horse? There's a woman that gives you a hug, and it's a moment in really? the game. Wow. There's a moment in that game. It's like a moment. You would remember it. Okay. She gives you an embrace. It, it, she's like at the round table or whatever, if you've been there. <laughs> I bet that feels, like, amazing. <laughs> it does. It's such a moment, and then it, then a little notification pops up and says you're cursed or whatever. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Are you serious? Like, I found some love in this world, and it's... <laughs> It's got a, it's got a. That is so it, messed course. up. She hugs you to give you a curse. <laughs> That's so. so elements, that, that, like that, I kind of love the game just for the. Yeah, I love the game, man. I, I, you know, once I'm like ready, like, cause I'm like, I just need yeah. to be ready for this. Yeah. You know, once I'm ready. You have I'm, a lot of love in your actual life. <laughs> <laughs> it's like once I've overcome some obstacles in my life, like then I'll come back to Elden Ring and I'll be ready.
This has been Video Game Feelings. Thanks for listening. If you want to check out our show more regularly and you're not already subscribed, please do subscribe to the podcast. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, any of the podcast apps that you like to use. Check out our uh, Twitter also. We'll, We'll let you know every time we have a new episode there so you're never out of the loop. Check us out on Twitter at Vid Game Feelings. Oh, yeah. If you are enjoying this show, please rate, review us. Tell your friends. Tweet about us. I love, like, positive affirmation. It makes me feel good. That's why I play video games. They're always affirming me. Be my video game. (laughs) Affirm me. I appreciate it. Thanks, y'all. Have a good week. See you next week. This is an Area Code podcast.